Welcome to Campfire Football. This is episode 67. Do you want more? Yeah, that's a little shout out to The Roots. Title their second album. I say that because everything popped off yesterday. Finally, we got a really, really positive, exciting full day of Euros with some great games and great goals. Well, yes, please. A little more of that because today we got maybe the goal of the tournament. Now, I'm hoping that, what, game nine of the whole thing, you don't finally have your best goal that you'll see for the whole month, but what a way to keep the thing, the whole thing going right now. I mean, it's such an exciting tournament, and I, I just really, really have enjoyed the feel that the European and international football competition really brings back. So... Uh, amazing. You see Scotland in this, they were, you know, it's their first major tournament in quite some time. They haven't scored since Craig Burley scored for them in 1998 at the World Cup. So it's been a while. Playing in a packed Hamden Park, you know, really, really exciting. It looked, Scotland looked great, honestly, in this first game uh, between them and the Czech Republic. And Czech Republic looked good. Uh, I, I mentioned before the tournament, people were taking them way too lightly. I thought that that was a bad idea. I think that they're strong. They have plenty of quality, as we saw today, and they just can't be underestimated, which I think some people did. I'm not sure Scotland did because I think they came out and played excellently well, tons of energy, created some chances in the first half and in the second, hit the bar in the second half not long before they conceded the second goal. But the thing is you create chances that are decent. You have to take them in this level of competition because Patrick Schick had two chances today. Two. One of them he was, you know, at the halfway line. So the other is an exceptional header, and I'll get to the goal in a little bit, but there was a point in the first half where ball came to Robertson, you know, and he's the, the left back sort of coming forward, but because the game got so destabilized to want to the right side, and once it came to him, he was central, almost central. Took a one-touch shot, good save by the goalkeeper, and I understand if you're playing for Liverpool and these chances are going to come at you a lot, you go ahead and, you know, you take a one-touch shot, fine. But in this moment, for your country, in this kind of game, you've got to make the most of that chance, especially if you're the marquee player, the main star in a way. I, I just don't think that that was quite enough from Andrew Robertson. He scores that. They take a one to lead, and who knows what happens with the game from there. And then all of a sudden, against the run of play, Patrick Schick, he steps up. And I think a lot of people maybe were thinking, oh, who do these guys have? Especially Premier League fans are thinking, well, Sufal from the right, and watch out for, you know, Thomas Susek coming in and getting headers. Well, you don't you don't pay attention to the Bundesliga. You haven't seen Patrick Schick. This is what he does. He is an exceptionally good box inside the box player, and also very good at just creating. He's technically brilliant, and as we saw on his second goal, just how good he can be. But this header was probably my favorite one of the tournament so far. Uh, I think Kiefer Moore's for Wales was terrific. Um Chucks yesterday for uh, Ukraine as well. Sorry, that was that was another great one. But I I thought this was even better because the defending was actually good. You know, the Scots had one player in front, one player behind, and he got the highest and still managed to get a beautiful flick header in the corner. And then the second goal. I mean, awesome to hear the commentators not know how to handle it. I mean, it's so much fun when that happens. Probably goal of the tournament. They very well may end up that way. These are so unique that you're, it's going to take something extra special to beat this. 
But who knows? There's still plenty of time, plenty of games, and top players in the world still have to get out there. So we'll see. 54 yards. Unforgettable moment for Patrick Schick. It's got got to be incredible to go to bed tonight knowing you've done that. And people will replay this goal forever. So that that's pretty awesome. Some of the criticism went to David Marshall, the the goalkeeper for Scotland. And look, I don't think you can give him any any real responsibility for this. Goalkeepers are not really meant to just stand at the top of their 18-yard box anymore. They're meant to be 30, 30 yards out from their goal when you're attacking just in case a long ball goes over your defense and you need someone there to clean it up. That's basically the reason that you have your defend that you have your goalkeeper step a little higher. Also, if a ball goes over the top, your defender gets there first, they have someone that they can pass to quite easily. In this scenario, I would actually go ahead and take a look at John Hendry who took the shot from like 35 yards out that got blocked. And when he took that shot, they were already well spread out and set to just reset the next attack. Instead, he takes a shot from, you know, really really long range at a point where they're 1-0 down and they have the they have the momentum. They've just hit the bar. Keep creating quality opportunities and see if you can wear down the confidence of this team because they're beating you 1-0 having not had enough much of the ball, having not had most of the chances. They're going to feel they can do that again, especially on the break as you commit more and more. So you have to be clever in the way you attack. Taking a shot from 35 in the 70th minute, to me, that just seems, you know, especially if it's not wide open. I mean, the shot got blocked. He didn't didn't have a very big window. Then the block goes out, and then it's just where does the ball end up? Well, it ended up closer to Patrick Schick. He was able to look up, and without even needing to take a touch, he was able to shoot it. So in that way, it all worked out for him. I thought Scotland were impressive. And look, I think that they can go to Wembley and really put England under some pressure. As for the Czech Republic, I think they can beat Croatia. I mean, we'll see if Croatia can bring a little bit more in their next game. But the Czech Republic looked good. Don't discount them. And Patrick Schick, congratulations, my man. That was pretty good. All right, game two, Poland versus Slovakia. I don't think anyone expected a whole lot from Slovakia. I certainly didn't. I knew that they had the type of team that would be strong together, work hard, you know, d- defend rigidly. But today they went they went after Poland. Um, really, really very impressive the way that right from the beginning they went after them. Robert Mack with a slick, slick little move just to get himself away from three defenders. Meg's one of them poor defending, but Meg's one of them, gets through, hits a shot, gets a little bit of luck. It goes off the post, off Chesney and in. Own goal for Chesney, unfortunate. That's the first actual own goal for a goalkeeper in the European Championships. Too bad. But, you know, this was an interesting game because Poland looked terrible in the first half. Absolutely terrible. And so you're thinking, okay, maybe second half they you know, they'll just get themselves into it and get started. And that's exactly what happened. They score in 30 seconds. And you're like, okay, now are you guys going to start putting balls in the penalty area, creating opportunities from wide areas, maybe involve Lewandowski a little bit more because Lewandowski had the fewest amount of touches of any outfield player in the first half. That's weak. That's terrible. Partially, I'll blame him for not moving around enough, not coming in, not trying to shake up the situation, pull center backs out of their spots. And also, the, the the balls into him were very, very weird and hopeful. They weren't very good. 
So they score in 30 seconds, and you're thinking, okay, this is this is going well for them. And and I thought Poland were doing better. They were definitely creating more. And then Krakowiak gets a second yellow card and gets red carded, and then that was it. After that, Slovakia completely took over. Uh, and by took over, I mean impressively took complete control of the game. And, and they weren't worried that they had the responsibility of controlling the game with a man up. They actually kept possession for long stretches. At one point when they were 2-1 up, in the 75th minute, they had the ball for about a minute, just knocking it around, asking Poland to come and pressure them. It was really impressive. Skriniar's goal. Now, Skriniar's goal is very, very interesting because this is a center back in the box, settling a ball and unleashing a shot. This is exactly what you expect Robert Lewandowski to be doing. And look, maybe the ball doesn't drop to you as a forward on one day, but the crazy thing is it did drop to Jan Bednarek. Late in the game, Jan Benrek had pretty much the exact same looking opportunity that Skriniar had and maybe an easier shot to take and went wide. So I look at this and I'm like, look, Meyer Kamsik, Duda, uh, Mac, Skriniar, these guys all brought it. They showed up, they played, they played well in possession, they defended very well, and they had a clear game plan. What on earth was Poland's? I really don't know what the game plan was from Poland. None of their good players stepped up at all. Zielinski was anonymous. Um, Obviously, Lewandowski was nowhere to be seen almost the entire match. And honestly, you can't just be this limp at the Euros. I don't know if it's Paulo Sousa trying to bring in a new plan. I don't know. But you cannot come into games at the Euros and be this weak in terms of your desire to compete and your ability to just get balls into the right areas and fight for them and and have moments of quality because this tournament these tournaments are always decided by moments in games uh i'll get i'll get to that in a little in a minute but honestly slovakia at the end of the game they looked completely shattered just multiple players cramping up and the reason why is they worked for it they put in all the effort necessary to be almost dead on the pitch at the end to earn a win Poland didn't turn up the urgency until the last five minutes. It's like you're down 2-1 with 10 minutes to go. You need to do something. Even if it becomes extremely rudimentary, you need to start doing something. Because it doesn't get much easier. You know, The, the games are going to get more and more difficult as the pressure ramps up. And huge, huge, huge win for Slovakia. Very, Really, congratulations to them. That's awesome. No one expected it. And so very, very happy that they were able to do that. So I was saying that games are won and lost based on moments. Spain against Sweden. This is a perfect example, right? Spain looked, by the way, they looked themselves, but technically the most superior superior side we've seen at this tournament yet. They were very impressive. And you're thinking, okay, well, all they need to do is get those correct combinations, find a goal, get a little bit of luck in terms of wearing down the opposition, create a good chance. And a few came. Uh, Koke should have scored. Morata absolutely should have scored. And those goals, first half, that would have done it. That really would have set Spain in an ability to just go ahead and start keeping the ball and be okay. But the longer it goes nil-nil, we find out that Spain can concede extremely soft chances. In the first half, the Alexander Isak chance comes from a throw-in. Ball goes over him. He taps it to a teammate. They lift it, he lifts it through to him, and he goes in on goal. Almost scores. It hits Urente and then hits the post and goes in the goalkeeper's hands. I don't think it was going in anyway, but that was a warning sign. And then it happened again in the second half. Isak had his own opportunity. Then he set up Berg, which 
That was the chance of the game. I think the probably the easiest one to score, and he missed it. And also, Spain, with their insanely high line, I mentioned this when I was talking to Claire from EPL Rec a few episodes ago, when we talked about the Europa League final, Man United had this line like 35 yards out from goal on a free kick. And it's like, I don't think this is effective. And the reason why this ball goes to the back post, all of Spain sort of step a little bit. They think they've got everyone offside, but Lustig comes from way behind the play. And he comes into the back post. For some reason, he panicked. I don't know. He completely messed up his cutback. But, I mean, Spain are so fragile. They are so, so fragile. They're excellent in possession. They're super technical. But, you know, even a Sweden team that didn't really try and go out and win the game was able to almost carve out chances to do so. And so you see how this is where big players need to step up. Okay? Yesterday we saw Andrei Yarmolenko pull out his, you know, his thing, which is being able to curl balls in, into the top corner, getting that little bit of space, being able to find it and do it. I mean, that that's huge, right? When Kiefer Moore for Wales, they set up a set piece specifically for him to get his head on the ball and score. Patrick Schick today just you know, really rises to the occasion. These are the types of things. Mark Hamschick today was absolutely outstanding, really leading. And Skriniar, right? Skriniar steps up, scores a goal. Bednarek, Lewandowski, Grosicki, Jelinski, none of them. None of them could do it. And and it, it really it really is about how hard you work at these Euros as a team. And you're going to have to grind out results from time to time. But these kinds of tournaments are where big stars really step up and show what they're made of. So speaking of big stars, tonight Lionel Messi opens up his uh, Copa America. Argentina will play against Chile. That's in just uh, just a little while here. And then later on, uh, Paraguay against Bolivia. Last night, Colombia got their num- their 1-0 victory over Ecuador to get themselves going. So it's going well, Copa America. But, you know, I have to say, seeing the Euros with fans in it, it, it changes everything. I mean, it makes the way the players interact and celebrate goals. It really does elevate the whole experience. So unfortunate that Copa America is still being played behind closed doors. At least the football is still good. But... The overall experience of the Euros so far, wow, has been really incredible. And just to see the goals we've been seeing, some of the performances, uh, you know, big names coming up, big names letting us down. It's what we are used to seeing in tournaments. But so far in just a few short days, I feel like we got really the jolt that we needed, especially considering now we find out Christian Eriksen is doing much, much better. Not... Not surprisingly, I, I, I'm actually not surprised at all that because he's recovered from his cardiac arrest, he probably feels completely fine now and is probably more confused than anything, right? I mean, when his lights went out, it's not like he knew what was happening until he was fully resuscitated. That's got to be weird to hear that for 20 minutes this happened, you were in the ground and then maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe you see some video or some pictures of how messed up the whole situation was for everybody and you're like, what is going on? Like, how did this happen to me? I'm sure that's a really, really difficult situation for him. So thoughts and prayers still with him and and hope that he can one day come back and play some football because it looks like he's going to you know, just be a fully recovered human being. But now, can he ever go back to the top level? We will see. Obviously, it's not the most important thing his life is. But now, hopefully, we just have more extremely fun, positive events, moments of complete shock instead of horror and 
shock and, and awe because today's goal by Patrick Schick was absolutely every little bit of that. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. I'm Sebastian North. This is Campfire Football. We'll talk to you tomorrow.